Welcome in, everyone, to my top five Dynasty Fantasy Football takeaways from the divisional playoff round. Let's jump into takeaway number one. Debo Samuel and really the health of the 49ers are absolutely critical to Brock Purdy's success. So in this game, Debo left early after having two catches for 24 yards on two targets. He dealt with injuries, 14% snap share in this game. And because of that, Brock Purdy struggled. He went 23 of 39 for 252 yards, a touchdown, just 59% completion and 6.5 yards per attempt. Now, it's important to note that the 49ers had absolute health on offense this year. They rested their starters in week 18 after clinching a bye. In the other 16 games, Debo Samuel missed two and Brendan Ayuk missed one. CMC, George Kittle, and Brock Purdy played all 16. So of a possible 80 appearances, their core five made 77 of those. That's insane. That's really good health. Now, because of all of that, Purdy had a great year. Amazing season. 69.4% completion. 31 touchdowns to 11 interceptions and 9.6 yards per attempt, which is ridiculous. However, no quarterback would put up those numbers if they weren't great. But I think we see that Brock Purdy is a solid quarterback being boosted to elite fantasy numbers, real-life numbers, by an awesome scheme and great weapons, not the other way around. Schemes and weapons change faster than talent. We kind of saw that this week. So for Dynasty, I have Brock Purdy quarterback 13. Not with the elite guys, but I still have him in the second round of Superflex startups, 19th overall. Just important to note what he really is and how vulnerable he is to a couple of injuries. Now, next takeaway. And this one hurts me, but I feel like Zay Flowers could end up being uh, what could have been fantasy wide receiver. The Ravens destroyed the Texans this week, 34 to 10. It's impossible to say that the offense isn't working, but Lamar Jackson is still not passing more. He had 152 passing yards. He did have two passing touchdowns, but just 152 yards. It's not a lot. 22 passing attempts. But he had 11 carries, 100 yards, and two touchdowns rushing. And then we kind of got to Zay Flowers. He had four catches for 41 yards on five targets, 82% of snaps. Led in targets, led in yards, led in catches, led in snaps. He was the clear wide receiver one, but that's not that impressive. You know? And it occurred without... Mark Andrews in the lineup. Now, I think that Zay Flowers is very talented. The talented player. There's no doubt about that. He led the Ravens as a rookie in yards, targets, and receptions in 2023. But even though Andrews only played 10 games, Flowers averaged just 4.8 catches and 53.6 yards a game. No other player had more than 35 catches. So no one else really did anything other than Flowers and Andrews. Lamar Jackson had his most passing attempts ever. It was still only 457 attempts, 229.9 yards per game. If Mark Andrews returns to full health, and he almost played this week, so he's certainly going to be healthy next year, and the Ravens bring in someone superior to Rashad Bateman, and I saw them having Troy Franklin as the 32nd overall pick in the last mock that I saw, I'm worried that Flowers might never get there, that it's just... What could have been? What might have been? Oh, if he'd been on a different team, you know? I have him dynasty wide receiver 21. 
despite the youth. I know a lot of people have him higher. I just don't see any upside. Is Zay Flowers ever going to be a top 10 dynasty wide receiver? You know Lamar Jackson's under a massive long-term contract. Zay Flowers just finished the first year of his rookie deal. He's not going anywhere. So I have some serious concerns here. And I think he's overrated for dynasty. Now, next one. Packers receiving core. It's a total mess for fantasy football. And boy, was it ever. I didn't even write out all the stat lines because there were seven players with stat lines. Romeo Dubs led the way, 81% of snaps, six targets, caught four of them for 83 yards. No one else did much of anything. But Jaden Reed probably looked like their second weapon. Tucker Craft got a touchdown, but he only had nine yards and six targets. It's very strange. He's very inefficient. And then Luke Musgrave was involved. Christian Watson gets involved. Dontavian Wicks is in and out. Bo Melton caught the only receiving touchdown So for a receiver. So, yeah. It feels like they have seven NFL receiving options, but only four can play at a time because you play a running back. So seven for four spots. I believe that Jaden Reed is their most talented and special wide receiver. But I think we're going to be very frustrated by this offense, especially since Jordan Love is great. And it's going to suck that we can't trust even one of his receiving weapons completely. In Dynasty, here's where I have these players. Jaden Reed, to me, is the top. As a rookie, he was involved consistently. I think he has room to grow. I have a wide receiver 29. Christian Watson, I love the talent. I think he's got to probably get out of here. To, to succeed, Ivan wide receiver 43, Romeo Dubs, wide receiver 55, Dontavian Wicks, wide receiver 59, Bo Melton, wide receiver 95, and then Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave. I have Tucker Craft at tight end 15. He's become the starter. Luke Musgrave, I have at tight end 18. He's looking like the backup. But compared to the price, I'm behind ADP on all of these guys, except whichever of Musgrave or Craft ends up perceived as the backup, that one I'll probably be in on. Because I think they're both really talented. Tight ends take a long time to develop. And I think there's a lot of potential there. But the wide receivers are actually all too high. Except for maybe Bo Melton, who's on waivers. But other than that, I'm not really interested in any of the wide receivers at their price. I'd rather just invest in Jordan Love. Take a cheap shot in one of the tight ends. And uh, just not over-invest in this mess here. Next. Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. I'm excited for this free agency. It is going to be something... Fascinating, fascinating to watch. Baker Mayfield, they lost. I know they lost, but Baker Mayfield was not why they lost. Yeah, he threw that late interception, but he played well. 16 of 41 for 349 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Mike Evans as well, absolutely great. Eight catches, 147 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets. Baker Mayfield, for the year, he had a good year. 64.3% completion, that's the most accurate of his career. 28 touchdowns to 10 interceptions, 7.1 yards per attempt. Pretty good numbers. Those are solid. The yards per attempt could be a little higher. But it's very similar to his 2020 season in Cleveland, where he went 11-5. and five. Very similar numbers to this across the board. It shows that he's a starter. You know, a starter, solid starter. Not top half, but a solid starter. Mike Evans somehow managed to... 79 catches for, on 136 targets for 12... 55 yards and 13 touchdowns. He got the high yardage he had in 2022 with the touchdowns of 2020 and 2021. So he managed to somehow, at age 30, 
have his best season in four years. Now, I'm confident that the Buccaneers will retain Baker Mayfield, either with a franchise tag or a long-term deal. There's only one franchise tag. The Mayfield franchise tag is going to be around $36 million. For Evans, it will be around $28.43 million. Now, for those two, only the Mayfield franchise tag is a choice. I don't think you're going to tag a receiver at a 28.43 cap number at his age. So I don't think that's really off the table. My prediction, if I have to guess, is that the Buccaneers work out a contract extension with Evans, and then they franchise tag Mayfield, which gives them leverage to negotiate a long-term deal on better terms. We saw what happened with the Giants. They extended Daniel Jones before the franchise tag deadline so they could use the tag on Saquon Barkley. And because of that, Jones had leverage. He got four years, $160 million with $92 million guaranteed. I don't think the Bucs make that mistake. I think they'd rather franchise tag uh, Mayfield negotiate under those terms, and that'll get them a much better deal if they go the extension route. And I hope they get a deal done with Evans, but it's kind of up in the air. A lot of teams could offer Evans a lot of money, especially the Texans. Last one. Isaiah Pacheco is off my list of running backs that could be replaced in 2024. Now, what that means is that he's going to be the starter. This week, he was great. Again, 15 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. One catch for 14 yards, 72% of snaps. This season, great season. 14 games, 205 carries, 935 yards, seven touchdowns. Improved in the receiving game. 44 catches for 244 yards and two touchdowns. He actually outproduced Jarek McKinnon on a per-game basis in the receiving game. No other running back played much on the ground. Pacheco developed as a receiver while maintaining efficiency in an increased ground role. And, you know, he's only 25 going into next year. So, for me... This working running back class is weak. I don't think it contains any players that are just immediately better than what Pacheco has shown. I think there are zero of those. The Chiefs are in salary cap trouble. There's no way they can afford Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, or Austin Eckler. That's not a priority for them. They're not going to have a big name running back addition. They also have a disastrous wide receiver core outside of Rasheed Rice. They need to scrape together their picks and cash to focus on fixing wide receiver uh, probably in the first round, and then also a free agent. Of course, the Chiefs are going to go in with other running backs on the team. McKinnon and CEH are both free agents. We're talking about a compliment level, though. Maybe they sign someone like Antonio Gibson in free agency and add a day three pick to fill out the backfield. I don't think they're adding anyone who's competing with Isaiah Pacheco for the starting role. I, I don't even think they add someone like Devin Singletary. I think that's too high. I think they're going to go even lower than that. For those reasons, I have Isaiah Pacheco at Dynasty running back 14. It's, you know, I'm not sure he's going to get the work he's seen with McKinnon out, but I think he's going to be a trustable running back that you can use next year. Now, if you like this video, make sure to like, leave a comment, and subscribe to the channel. And of course, sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy advice. You can ask questions in advance. Only patrons get to ask advanced YouTube questions. And also, the Patreon helps pay for things, like the new camera that we're using for this video. I hope it looks a lot better. Let me know what you think of it. But, you know, the patrons are how we pay for things like that. So I appreciate everyone who signed up for the Patreon. Now, I have two patron questions this week. And you'll see that I really read every question, because one of them is very similar to what we've had. But let's jump into that one. Should we sell Zay Flowers? Well... <laughs> We kind of talked about that already. I feel like he's better than real life for fantasy. I agree. Best games uh, 
come when Andrews are out. I agree. Thoughts? We covered this earlier. Sell Zay Flowers. Depends on what you can get for him. My main idea with Zay Flowers is more maybe I'm not going to draft him. I actually don't hate his overall price, but there are other wide receivers in his range that I would rather have. T. Higgins is one of them that I think is going to go behind Zay Flowers in Dynasty Startups. Now, this next question is more interesting. If Belichick goes to the Falcons, should we be worried about Bijan? I usually don't spend too much time on hypotheticals. So we'll see about this when it happens. But my answer to this question is no. I don't really worry about that. Arthur Smith horribly misused Bijan Robinson. Bill Belichick now, while he could do the same thing, I think maybe he'll realize how talented Bijan is. He did get Ramondre Stevenson involved a lot. And Bijan Robinson is better than at everything than Ramondre Stevenson. A lot better at everything. So if Ramondre Stevenson was a successful running back under Bill Belichick, I'm really not concerned that Bijan Robinson can be a successful running back under Bill Belichick. So the answer is no. Now, once again, I want to thank everyone for watching. Uh, please let me know what you think of the new camera. I, I think it looks a lot better, but I'm hoping that you guys all think the same. Make sure to leave a like on the video. Of course, subscribe to the channel and hit that notifications bell so you can be notified about all of my future content. We're going to have Dynasty Buys, Dynasty Sells, maybe a Dynasty Trade Show, more Dynasty Mock Draft Breakdowns, Dynasty Rookie Content. All of that is coming on the channel, so make sure to look out for that. But until next time, I appreciate you all for watching, and I will see you all later. Peace out.